Do you want me to play the intro music? Oh, yeah, yeah, play the intro music. Okay. <laughs> Warm me up here. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Double Cuzzies, where two people who share 25% of their DNA and their entire extended families talk about life. Double Cuzzies, it's like if Jesse and Hallie Eisenberg married Kelly and Jack Osborne and had mm. kids. I didn't know there was an Eisenberg sibling. Do you, do you know who Hallie Eisenberg no, is? No, I don't. She's the girl from the Pepsi commercials? I don't know the Pepsi commercial reference because I don't watch TV. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, this was like, no, this was like in the 90s, 2000s. She was a child and she has curly hair. She looks like Jesse Eisenberg, but a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look it up. But anyways, I figured that example would be good because we've sort of seen all four of those people grow up before our eyes and age and... Yeah, grow up and age, I suppose. That's our theme. Yes. Growing up and aging. And aging, yes. <laughs> and so this week, we're coming to you live together From in a linen closet. closet. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the sound's okay. Yeah. Just winging it. Yeah. This might be some of the best audio that we have, I feel like. It might be. Because we are surrounded by towels. Yes. And so the acoustics in here should be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we hear any sort of racket in the background, it's because my kids are trying to break into the closet mm-hmm. because they're little terrorists. So, so, yeah. So for this week, we're going to talk about how we feel about getting older, <laughs> when it started to really uh, become very evident that we were becoming mm-hmm. older and I think within our family, too, you know, we have a good track record of longevity. Longevity, yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with self-care and understanding that we only get this one body and that we are all just decaying sacks of meat. Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of genetics, too, because there's also some examples in, of grandparents who have lived very long and rich lives and not necessarily taking care of themselves. True. So yeah. mm-hmm. We're very lucky. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it was a bit of a crapshoot of, in some cases, it was like, take the best care and still had health problems and then just lived life yeah. and was fine. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess to start it off, uh, Kalia, generally speaking these days, how do you feel Just physically? <laughs> physically, well, we're in that time of year when like summer is approaching and the weather in Phoenix is really draining, mm-hmm. so I'm feeling that physically. Um, but I feel like generally physically, I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in in my life, which I'm very proud of, because, I mean, you get to a point where everything just... You feel it all, so... It gets more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been kind of a priority for me, you know, moving and keeping active, even when I don't want to be. We'll see how that pans out this summer. But generally, pretty... I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I kind of got off of my routine um, in the past few weeks because I got the vid. Uh, so Rana. bouncing back from that... Um, But, you know, generally pretty good. And I know, I think the important thing is I know what's good and what's not for me. Mm -hmm. So I know when I need to get back on that routine. 
um, which I think is important, you know, being able to differentiate that and, and kind of know what you have to do about it. Yeah. So yeah. how about you, Emily? How are you feeling? Um, physically, generally. I, physically, Spiritually, generally, too. Spiritually. We can go there. We'll do the part two of the spiritual, mental, <laughs> emotional part of it. Uh, physically, I feel a weird mix of the strongest that I've ever been, uh, but also the most exhausted I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and I think both of those are the result of having small children. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I spend all day or any time that I have with them just slogging them around, physically lifting them. And so I'm super strong, but then I am also very uneven (laughs) in my strength. And so it's like, I wake up every morning and I'm like, my arms are jacked and my back hurts like crazy. (laughs) So I need to start lifting more with my legs, I guess. I need to do leg day. Yeah. Yeah, I need to use my core (laughs) more and my back less, I suppose. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, it's a weird thing of this I call it the the mom bod is really like you're really really strong but you are completely yeah. imbalanced your bones uh, where, are just yeah. messed up yeah. yeah and I mean part of that starts too with actually having the child yeah. so so yeah and I think you know coming to Arizona and where we're recording now I definitely forgot how the effects of the heat are when mm-hmm. you're just out running errands or doing something for a little bit of time and it really saps it out of you. Mm-hmm. So I forget how much more tired I get from that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, physically I'm definitely feeling right at the middle thirties, mid thirties is how I'm feeling mid thirties so. with kids. Yeah. I feel squarely in that, in that box. So before you had kids, do you remember kind of just physically, I mean, a change just naturally with age, not because of having children. Yeah. And I would say that that's probably from lifestyle and then becoming more aware of how lifestyle affects, like, how you feel physically. Mm -hmm. And I think that I treated my body... I mean, I was growing up and, and playing sports a lot, too, up until college. I felt like I understood, you know what you need to eat to give yourself energy. And because I was so active, I felt very strong that way too. But then you get into college and that, and you don't have as much activity, you know, you're partying a lot, or at least I was. Um, (laughs) And then I started working after school or after college at a food company. And Mm so the perks of that company is a lot of processed foods. (laughs) Um, And so I felt like probably from the time that I entered college until my late twenties, I didn't take really good care of myself Mm -hmm. and I didn't really need to because I think it's kind of invincible still at that point, you know, Um, you could still stay up all night, party on the weekends, you know, get up the next day or not having children, sleeping in the next day. Yeah. I miss that yeah, dearly. Sleep. One day again, I will be able to sleep in. Actually, I won't. It'll just be like, nope, now your body needs <laughs> less sleep. So, so yeah, I think it really hit me like a train though, my late twenties mm-hmm. when I actually felt like it was stress related too, and mm-hmm. diet and lifestyle because I was traveling so much, mm-hmm. but my body was started like telling me like, you need to make changes because, yeah. <laughs> and so I felt like, I, I felt like I had an append- appendicitis for, mm. like, randomly. I yeah. would just feel, I would have these, like, crushing abdominal cramps, essentially. Huh. Um, and I was back in Arizona one year for oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I became, like, essentially bedridden for a couple of days. Like, I could not stand up straight. My abs hurt so bad. Like, yeah. my, my stomach hurt so bad. And uh, and that's when it really hit me where it was like, I think this is stress-related. Mm-hmm. 
because it definitely seemed triggered by stress. Um, and that's actually when I made the decision that I needed to leave the company that I was working on at the time. So <laughs> to make a big change. Yeah. So I think that was kind of the big change that I made uh, for my own physical well-being mm-hmm. before having children anyways. So that mm-hmm. was kind of the big that marker the for time. me. Yeah. What about you? Like, what has been your sort of experience becoming oh more gosh. aware of how you need to take care of yourself? My marker, I feel like, really was just age. Mm-hmm. Like, once I turned 30, I felt... Like, oh, my metabolism isn't working for me anymore. <laughs> you know, like, like physically I was fine. Like, I've always been relatively healthy, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you feel it when you have a, an unhealthy meal differently at that time of your life. Yeah. And, um, and then movement was a big thing, too, just prioritizing that. You know, it's not just what you eat, but also, like, how you're taking care of your muscles and... Stretching and (laughs) I still am really bad at that. Yeah. But I feel like it was really just with age and and it hurt, you know, when you turn thirty everything changes and I was like, No, this has been great, it's just gonna keep going on like this (laughs) and so that was um big for me. But I think opposite of your late twenties experience, when I turned thirty or in my early thirties, I was working for a healthy grocery store. So <laughs> I was kind of surrounded by, you know, how can I eat better or cook in a different way or what are my other options? So that was kind of part of my daily thinking mm-hmm. and that helped me, you know, in my personal life to make those decisions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that was it for me. Just, it really hit me and I, I didn't want it to, but it was true. <laughs> I feel like we had two very different paths because of what we were like in like high school, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. where I felt like I went from being so active my yeah. whole life up until that point to like, okay, now I have to make sure that I'm feeding myself mm-hmm. at regular times throughout the day mm-hmm. and that it's food that's going to give me energy and not just yeah. like... Like a balance. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was relatively speaking for a college student, pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that the, it was really the lack of exercise or the lack of any sort of athletic activity Mm -hmm. where I felt like my metabolism changed when I hit college Mm -hmm. because I was so active in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it kind of took like maybe a good decade for that to kind of catch up to me of like, okay, now I really need to focus on getting back into physical shape. Um, and so, yeah, that's as soon as I left that company and I came back, that's when I got into the best shape of my life until now I feel like, but at least then I was strong all over. (laughs) I was, I was was evenly strong, you know, I was, I was strong all over. Yeah. (laughs) Well, cause you were taking like classes. Yeah. I was doing like high intensity interval training Um, and that was probably the most physically invincible that I felt as an adult because it felt like I could do any athletic activity I wanted. I remember I went on a ski trip with work because, you know, I work at a crazy company that does that or did that. (laughs) And it was the first time in my adult life where I could just go and do a physical activity, like party that night, wake up the next morning and I felt fine. Yeah. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm 20. I think I was 30... Let's see. I must have been like 30. Yeah. Early thirties, if not just like 30. Yeah. Because when I left that company, that was like 2013. Mm -hmm. And so how old am I? (laughs) Maybe I was younger than I thought. Yeah. I think you were younger. Yeah. 
She's too young. She's too young. Yeah. Yeah. That was so the maybe last it was my Yeah. That. So maybe it was my late twenties where I started getting my shit back together actually. Yeah. Um yeah. and then I had kids and like literally blew it all up. So yeah. <laughs> literally. Just I just spent the and past few years piecing myself back together. So your bones moved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a it's a very displacing process yeah. growing a person inside of you and then having that person. Do you feel like your physical makeup um if you get back into sport or physical activity, do you see effects right away? Yeah. I think that is one thing is that I think that is probably genetics too, mm-hmm. yeah. is that I think our family takes very well to exercise. Yeah. So, and it's sort of, it's like if I put my mind to it and I set aside the time and then I go crazy OCD and discipline mm-hmm. about doing it, which is also a genetic thing, <laughs> um, then yeah, I think see the results of it yeah. um, pretty immediately, which yeah. is gratifying because it can be, I can see how that would be really, really disheartening. Of like, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. That trait is just in us. Yeah. Yeah. It balances out our obsession with food as well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to keep balance. Yeah. So I guess as you, what's your, what's your regimen like now? How do you take oh, care of yourself regimen. knowing what you know about your, your, your body and your own health now? Yeah. Um, good question. I haven't, it's, it's pretty routine nowadays. Um, especially since, since I started work again, it's not like mm. I, I have to fit up, fit the physical activity in at a certain time of day. Yeah. So nowadays, a few days a week I'll run in the morning um, I'll try to do yoga during the week as well. Sometimes that's in the evening, but I think those two activities are very good for my body type. I hope this is so interesting for everybody <laughs> listening. I'm the only one listening right now. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to yeah. me. So yeah. 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 So it's been two nice star to... review. Yeah. <laughs> two stars. Boring. <laughs> two stars. Don't care about this girl's workout routine. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like my physical routine. And then diet, um, you know, most nights during the week I'll cook for us. And it's really nice, like, knowing what goes exactly into your food. Right. So you can kind of control things. And not that I'm, like, trying to avoid specific things, but you know exactly what you're eating. So um, just a lot of cooking for myself, really clean, healthy food. Um, and then also since I don't have kids, it's just a lot of, like alone reflective time mm-hmm. too just to like clear your head and yeah. rest at the end of the week or the end wow. of the day that so, so nice yeah just quiet when you don't have just somebody quiet. saying mama mama mama, mama, mama. <laughs> what are you doing what, are you what doing? is this where this where this Pardon i don't know me. yeah <laughs> look at it <laughs> i don't know you tell me yeah yeah and one thing about our house too which i think is probably atypical for somebody my age is we don't have tv mm so I think that's probably more typical now. Actually, you think so? I think because the of like I think I have a, more friends who they they watch more content than you do for sure. Yeah, but they don't have a dedicated TV because okay. it's they're either they're watching it on a pad or a computer yeah. or whatever. And so I feel like maybe that's more typical, especially as people move around too. Mm. They don't want to have a t- and because okay. technology changes so quickly. Yeah. Like a TV that you had a couple of years ago, it's already yeah. not very advanced anymore. Huh. So, yeah. so maybe, yeah. yeah. I have many TVs. I have TVs in every single room. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we have zero. So it's yeah. kind of funny because the default when, you know, you're not doing anything isn't like TV on or TV on in the background even. It's mm-hmm. very deliberate of like, okay, am I just, you know, it's probably just that TV time is just filled with like 
being on my phone and stuff, which isn't great. You're just on but, a smaller screen yeah. looking at different content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it kind of makes you rethink how you spend your free time. Yeah. Which is not as accessible, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of part of self-care, too, as well. It's um, like self-regulation. Yeah. 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 How about you? What's your routine like, if you have one? <laughs> uh, my routine is I wake up with a jolt whenever <laughs> one of my kids is screaming their lungs out. So uh, it's like, basically, I start my day off with a fire alarm, essentially. <laughs> um, and then it just goes downhill from there. No, just, uh, Yeah, it's like I start off usually waking up earlier than I would wish that I, mm. my body would wish naturally. Cause I'm mm. not a morning person. Yeah. Um, and I think as much as I force myself into that schedule by necessity, it just yeah. does not feel like if what I could sleep a longer time in the morning, I would yeah. absolutely do that. I'm so. not a morning person either. Does that come from a specific side of the family? I don't know if it comes from a specific side, but it's definitely genetics. Yeah. yeah. And actually I think if you take a 23 and me, there's, there are some things where it's like, you're more likely to be a night yeah. owl or a morning huh. person. Yeah. I think they just kind of make shit up, too. Because, yeah. like, how are you going to be able to it's tell like one horse, way or another? It's like a horoscope. You are likely to sleep at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's all, and then they give you interesting information, too. Like, oh, you prefer short-distance running versus long-distance <laughs> running. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think, like, the mornings, they're always chaotic because it's always just getting kids ready to get out the door. Mm-hmm. And then before... Usually when they're out the door and I have a little bit of quiet time before I start my work day, then that's when I'll have my breakfast and maybe watch the news, depending on how depressed I want to make myself. Mm. Um, and then and then it's like I start my work day and then I try to wrap up things with some time before they come home so that I have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But that time's usually spent thinking about, okay, well now what am I doing for dinner and yeah. getting dinner on the table. Yeah. And then once they come home, then it's getting them dinner and entertaining them and bath time and bed. And then that quiet time that I get finally is like when they are both asleep and then it's like, okay, now maybe I'll watch some TV or now I'll just sit in front of my computer in total Mm. silence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's funny because, because I work from home and I'm in my house without my kids for a large part of the day. Like Mm -hmm. that is very nice, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, it used to before I had kids. Yeah, because you're yeah. still surrounded by the things. I'm still surrounded by the things, things and it's still, do. it's exactly. And I think it's still like the list of things that need to get done, it's always there. And yeah. it's so long of just like, all right, I have a meeting and now put in load number three of laundry <laughs> or fold a portion <laughs> of the gigantic, ever growing pile of laundry <laughs> on the couch. And um, into the pile. so, yeah, so as far as self care goes, mm. I have not put in any sort of time for exercise. Mm-hmm. I should just do it though. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have the time. It's just that I haven't blocked it off. Yeah. I had started trying to do stuff that was more like focused on mental self-care. Yeah. So like journaling in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when I was doing that regularly, I found that to be helpful, but mm-hmm. then kind of slipped from that habit. So that's something that <laughs> I need like, to get I back into. I prefer to sleep in the morning. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, well, but then my day is always like, okay, well, once the kids leave, maybe I can go back to sleep for a little bit, mm. but then I'm not tired. Yeah. And then by the time it's like an hour before the kids get home, it's like, oh, now I'm really tired. Maybe I can take mm. a quick nap. And then they're home. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, three and a half years later, I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exhausted. So, 
so yeah so i'm hoping that i can get back more into it um i think i miss playing sports and doing mm-hmm. athletic activity yeah but playing sports usually requires another person and a lot more yeah. time commitment so that's a little that's a little bit tricky you've told me in the past or recently that you're very creative at night yes i feel like and i think i've always been that way so even before kids Mm-hmm. I can pretty safely say that, like, my brain starts firing on things that are not related to, like, day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. more after 10 o'clock at night. And maybe this is a function, too, of just, like, you know, with work, even yeah. before kids. Like, okay, done with work, and then I can focus on stuff for myself. But I would always do a lot of, like, art projects mm-hmm. um, late at night. And then it was funny because then I didn't feel tired when I was doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. then I would be, I would want to, like, stay up until, like, 2 to do those <laughs> things. But now with kids, it's like, oh, Can't I really that. need to go to bed. Because if I stay up until 2, I'm going to be probably waking up at 5. So, yeah. so yeah. What about you? So you're not a morning person. Do you find that you have times of the days mm-hmm. where you're you're feeling your best or most creative? Um, depends on the day. I don't really have regular creative things that I tap into. Um, but I feel like work-wise or just any given day, it's like usually late morning or early afternoon when I kind of like pick up steam and feeling like Mm -hmm. energized. I've had some food and like my brain's going. Um, but yeah. Not too interesting. I feel like that's pretty, pretty <laughs> for most people. Pretty normal. Kind of ramping up to the day and yeah. ramping back down from yeah. the day. When you were not working, did you find that like your sense of time and schedule was very different? Like, did you or did you try yeah. to keep some sort of schedule for certain I things? I tried to keep some sort of schedule. Um, now that I think of it, I like can't remember. Like, what did I do Such for a three blur. months? I guess I was traveling a lot. True. So. Yeah. Um, that was a good chunk of it. But I was trying to keep, like, somewhat of a routine. Um, I wasn't just, like, sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. Um, tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could very quickly slide into, like, a depression. depression. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also that three months of, like, the weather was great. So I was trying to get out of the house, mm-hmm. run outside, go work out or run errands or something. Um, so I had, like, somewhat of a routine. But I would say it was just kind of, like... Not even a stay-at-home mom routine, just, like, a homemaker routine. <laughs> yeah, home, like, where you don't have kids. Yeah. Not and then I'm like, yeah, go, yeah, go get the groceries in the daytime. And, yeah. and towards the end of it, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm not these people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tried to keep a routine, but also just the lifestyle, because I, there wasn't really any specific demands. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so different. Yeah. Um, and then I was traveling a lot, so kind of just planning that or wrapping my head around yeah. that. Um, so it was a, a weird time, for sure, definitely. But I tried to be a little bit normal or yeah. at least stay with myself and not totally go crazy or turn super weird. You weren't just, like, laying on the couch for, like, 12 hours a day <laughs> eating bonbons, watching no. a TV that you bought specifically. Yeah, so right. you lay on the couch and watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I had a TV for yeah. those three months <laughs> No, unfortunately not. Or fortunately not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting time when you don't have any demands or forces. So Yeah, I would find when um, when I was working really heavily with Asia mm-hmm. and my schedule was like all over the... I was basically just working all the time. And mm-hmm. so it, like time didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so 
being up at 11 o'clock at night, and this is before kids too, yeah. being up at 11 o'clock at night, it was like, okay, well, I'm probably working, but I'm, I could do other stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, I think that's probably also why my body hated oh, me then. Oh, yeah. Because it was yeah, just, you're just, like, you're just trying to, I'm trying schedule. to do, yeah, like trying to do anything for myself outside of work. And it's like, there's not enough time in the yeah. day. And so it's just time taken away from sleep. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and then I think the travel really took a toll on me of like yeah. flying internationally every other week, essentially. Like, that's a lot. That's so. Terrible. So when you're talking about when you were in between jobs mm-hmm. and you were traveling a lot, have you noticed as you've gotten older how your body responds oh, differently yeah. to travel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, I've been realizing that in the past like few years, and mm-hmm. I'm still in denial about it. Like if I tell myself like oh, I could you know take a be a flight to New York and that three hour time difference yeah. wouldn't be terrible, but like I feel or every it's like, single oh I could take a red eye and then spend the whole day doing whatever <laughs> I want. It's like no, I'm yeah. wrecked. We <laughs> I'm tried so to do wrecked. that a few summers ago, and we're like oh shit, <laughs> not working. Uh, and plane sleep, no matter you know if you think restful. you can sleep well on a plane, it's not real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely feel that differently. Um, do you do anything differently to like prep for a trip or while you are traveling to try and mitigate those effects? Um, you know, when I find myself, if I'm going to somewhere far, especially if it's international, like, a you know, six hour plus time difference change and like a day of traveling, mm-hmm. I'll usually be fine when I get there just because I'm like so fucked up, but also so excited to be somewhere else. Yeah. It kind of like negates get on that all schedule. the travel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty easy for me, but I try to eat normally, which, um, can be kind of tough when you're in a new atmosphere. Try to like drink a lot of water, yeah. just like keep my body going. Um, and then, you know, when I get home on the other side of it, it's just like, I'm usually just a wreck and try to sleep normally, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's like, I'll typically like have one day where my rest is really messed up and then I'll like try to power through the rest of the days, but it's like for a week mm-hmm. I'm just tired during the day. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how to get out of it quickly. Yeah. So I need a new routine, maybe. Did you have any tips or tricks when you were traveling internationally a lot? Um, I think so. It was funny because when I first when I took my first international trip, it was like, you know, oh, baby's big day out, and it was like in business class too. It's oh. like, oh my god, all the free, <laughs> all the free booze. Baby <laughs> wants to drink all the free booze, you know. And so it's just like, sure, I'll stay up and I'll have the full course of food that they're yeah. peddling out here. Yeah, and, it's like free food. Yeah, <laughs> and sure, I'll have a glass of champagne while I sit down, even though it's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm going to definitely have to be working with a supplier in like t- less than 20 hours, you know? <laughs> oh my God. But I was mid-20s, so yeah, whatever. Um, and so I think that's, after a couple of those trips, it was like, nope, I'm getting on the plane, I'm telling the flight attendant to not wake me up for anything unless we're crashing or something, I guess. Um, and it was just like, get as much sleep as I possibly yeah. could, wake up on the next time zone, uh, yeah. hopefully. And then it was just like, how much water can I possibly, yeah. how much can I hydrate? Yeah. I think that as I've gotten older, I've understood that like the water has such a huge impact on the mm-hmm. way that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that was probably also reinforced when I had kids because it's just mm. like, the sheer amount of water and calories that you have to ingest when you are growing a person yeah. and then feeding a person if you're breastfeeding, it's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a all you're, job. all you're doing is eating and like trying to stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think like when I, when I was traveling, 
I would uh, try and stay very hydrated. And then when I would get there, this was a tip that one of my crazy manager gave me was that like you try and exercise right when you get there. Mm. Um, or mm. if you can, if the if the hotel has like a steam room or something like mm. that, I think that's another thing about like yeah, hydrate, hydrating. Yeah, taking yeah. a bath, like really rehydrating yourself when you mm. get there. Um, I found that that was really important. Yeah. And then... I think just like being really mindful of what I was eating too, yeah. because I could easily fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm eating really convenient or greasy things. And mm. then I just feel like absolute shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would say like the hydration part of it. Yeah. And then that's really it. And moisturizing, yeah. <laughs> which goes back to hydrating. Yeah. So depending on where you are, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird when I was in Peru a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> it was super humid. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was, my, my hydration was all off and Mm -hmm. then my body, like my skin was very moisturized. So I felt like I was just like super healthy. And then I was drinking like three or four huge Nalgene bottles of water a day. But for some reason I was only like peeing twice a day. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what was happening. Yeah. Your body was retaining all of that. Yeah. It may have been like, cause there are big changes in my diet too and everything. But yeah, it was really, really weird. I mean, I definitely feel a huge difference whenever I come back to Arizona Mm, because, and I think, and there's a lot of things that I think like as a child, I didn't realize were related to Mm. heat Mm. and dehydration. Um, and I didn't realize that until I moved away and then I'd come back and I'd be like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm just like in a sauna and that I'm just like all moisture from my body is getting sucked out of it as soon as I step into the state, essentially. Um, it's like as soon as a plane door opens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's like, I can't, there's not enough lotion in the world. The water is very different than in California too. And so my (laughs) hair feels very different. Everything just feels very dry. Like my eyes feel very dry. (laughs) Yeah. I just, uh, I feel like like, why do from, people live here? Why do people live here? But I think that it's like when you're growing up here, it's your body gets you get accustomed to it, it right? Yeah. Um, we evolve. Yeah. <laughs> and and devolve. And devolve, yeah. So I definitely have the very thin California mm. skin now. Yeah. yeah. When I think about like how did I live in such extreme cold in Minnesota? And then how did I live in such extreme heat in Arizona? Yeah. And now I'm just like this delicate flower that <laughs> likes to live between 70 the degrees. 70 and 78, <laughs> really. Because above 78 is a little warm. It started with an insurrection fueled by misinformation and delusion and live stream for the world and continues with workers fighting oligarchs for basic living wages, with daily hate crimes and attacks on basic human rights and bodily autonomy, with everyday people losing their sense of reality and starting podcasts, with mass shooting, after mass shooting, after mass shooting, literally more than one mass shooting a day on average, hundreds dead and countless lives traumatized and changed forever. This season of Black Mirror has been our most immersive and unrelenting yet. If you can't wait to find out what happens next, good. But it doesn't matter, you don't have a choice. Because where are you going to go instead? Seriously. Please tell me, is it easy to become a citizen there? Take me with you. Streaming everywhere this summer and every season after that. By the way, the commercial you just listened to is made entirely with an artificial intelligence generated voice. So there's that. So like aside from diet and exercise, what is your sort of self-care or beauty regimen like skincare mm. health care how has that changed as you've gotten older yeah. um i think with me 
I don't keep up with like I'm not the type of girl who's gonna get your nails done like my eyelashes done every month. Mm-hmm. I prioritize taking care of my skin mm-hmm. because I feel that is like worth investing in. Mm-hmm. The alive skin on your body, not the dead skin that you're gluing <laughs> to your body and painting. Yeah, you're not so much about putting things on top of it or adorning yourself yeah. so much as investing in the organ in what's of your alive. skin. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's um, more gardening for your body, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, yeah that sounds normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So definitely have become more interested and more particular about skincare and I have a pretty in-depth routine, which I feel like I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't see it helping. Yeah. Like it all helps me. And thankfully I have the time, like I can spend, God knows, like 20 minutes every night doing this. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's worth it to me, you know, that's important to me and, and it may seem a little bit like frivolous but it does you know make me feel healthy yeah. you know it's part of not just changing the way or kind of controlling the way I look but it's like taking care of your whole body that's a yeah. very important part of it to me I think the ritual of it and the fact that like it is something that takes time mm-hmm. to do is important because mm-hmm. I've noticed like so I used to not do any of that when mm-hmm. and and I'm really lucky in the sense that like I don't have sensitive skin yeah and so growing up you know I would be outside all the time and I'd just be slathering like 50 SPF plus sunblock all over like my body <laughs> like never had any problems with it but I think like as I've gotten older tried to focus like you are about maintaining and mm-hmm. and the health of you know my body and skin and hair mm-hmm. and everything but I would find that that would be the first thing that would slip when I would start to get stressed oh, yeah. out is that I would stop doing that like 10 minute skincare mm-hmm. routine either in the morning or at night. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a good check too yeah. of like, why do I feel like crap? When was the last time I did that? Yeah. And then it's kind of a check in with yourself of like, okay, I need to take the time to do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. And I think that that's, I think we have some good examples within our family too uh, oh, of yeah. that. I think my mom has always been very good about that. Um, yeah. My mother too. I remember like when I was very young, even before I wore makeup, it was like wash your face every night. Yeah. Because your face just gets like dirty and oily and mm-hmm. and then moisturized. And I put lotion on my body every night, like when I was a child. So yeah. it's just like being conscious of those little things. So. Yeah. And I think my mom always said when, probably when I was like a teenager that, you know, she, she wishes that she had been more focused on skincare oh. earlier on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she came to it late in life either, no. but I think because of that awareness, then I took to it earlier mm-hmm. than her. And so, mm-hmm. and now my daughter's already, you know, putting lotion on herself after oh. bath. And so, she likes doing that. <laughs> so, so yeah, keeping that baby soft skin as long <laughs> as possible. Um, so yeah, I think that like there's, and then when we talk about diet and exercise too I think there are very good examples within our family of the importance of that and then also when there's been any sort of like major health situation that comes up understanding that a lot of the times you can put yourself in a better position through diet and exercise right first keeping yourself in a position where any sort of health problems that you have are you're starting off at a better a stronger foundation right and that like the power of food um, and power of using that and not just like medicine, yeah. I think is, is really prevalent in our family. Yeah. The medicine thing is funny. I don't, yeah, I guess it's kind of probably family influence, but when I'm not feeling good, my default is not medicine. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even think about it. Like, what can I take to just yeah. feel normal? Or like, get give me the drugs. Free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Except for Afrin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Afrin. I'm addicted to Afrin. This podcast is sponsored is by that, Afrin. And now a commercial break. <laughs> it's um, just us like... <laughs> yeah, but when I was going through my little bout of Corona, um, I did dip into the hard stuff a little bit. But normally when I'm not feeling great, I'm, it's just kind of this understanding or like trust in myself that my body will be able to heal this. Yes. Like if I just, you know, eat healthy, take care of myself, like try to stay normal, mm-hmm. then my body should be able to heal this. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know if it's a, I think it's good. I think, but also maybe you suffer a bit more because of that. Well, I, th- I mean, for a quick cure. yeah, that's kind of the interesting thing though about modern medicine, right? Of yeah. the quick cure of like pain isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. telling you that something is yeah, wrong, your body's right? And so yeah. to listen to that and to figure out how to solve the root cause of that, as opposed to just numbing the yeah. symptoms of it, right? Yeah. I think you know when you bring up the good point of like that you trust that your body will be able to heal itself. That's something that. Actually, when I was, what started me off when I switched companies because I was like in very bad health, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, yeah. physically, it one one thing was I had I started getting numbness in my arm, Ooh. in my shoulder, in my neck, and it and so I finally got an MRI and yeah. it was like oh I have a bulging disc in my neck, oh. and when I went to the doctor about it, they were saying well you can either try you can either um, get a steroid shot in your neck and to relieve the inflammation on it and that will do the trick for a little bit and but you can't do that that frequently because there are very big side effects from that um and i worked with a woman who was kind of doing that (laughs) you're like i see the side effects, but then also terrible posture so she was not doing anything to actually correct the problem yeah but then the doctor also said or you know, we can recommend physical therapy. The body is always trying to heal itself. Yeah. You can see how much progress you can make through that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, um, putting a needle in my neck and potentially getting surgery versus this just trying to moving. work yeah. out more and like be more regimented about that. I will do that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so I started doing physical therapy. That's also when I started doing that very high intense workout routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I always remember that of yeah. the body is trying to heal itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just allow it to do that. <laughs> Put yeah. it in the best position to do that. Yeah. Sleep as much as you can, you know, like make sure you're hydrated. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I also, yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is, you know, knowing those different options and not defaulting to the easy thing. And I know yeah. it's, it's easy to say because I think we've grown around, grown up around examples of, you know, doing something more natural or taking care of yourself from the start. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but you know, some people just don't have those resources or that knowledge or even the desire to kind of take a slower approach. So, I mean, yeah. I totally understand both sides. Um, not saying one is better than the other, but I understand. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think the accessibility and the education piece of it is really big. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's why it's really important, like in childhood, to sort of connect that understanding between like the food that you eat 
mm-hmm. dictates the way that you feel. Yeah. You know, and so you can control what you eat to some extent. Yeah. And so to be smart about that. But yeah. which is why my kid only wants to eat ice cream and cake and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi. Yeah, just sugar, sugar, sugar. So they're just kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean I think we've seen some some pretty big miracles within our family too, as far as health wise. Yeah. Within our grandparents anyways, where I think that, you know, some of our grandparents live far longer than we than anybody thought that mm-hmm. medical science thought that they yeah. would and i think that that's sheer like through sheer uh like eating right and it's being and having a caretaker who is yeah. very strict about yeah. like you nope you can't drink that nope don't eat too much yeah. of that <laughs> um, even too much yeah. brown rice yeah healthier rice. for your own good yeah. and uh and so i think that it's definitely prolonged and extended like the quality of life as much yeah. as possible too yeah. so we're lucky to have those yeah examples I think that like one of the things on the physical side is I think maybe I'm just more aware of how my body works and how I feel mm-hmm. about it like I think maybe when I was younger you know and like I would it, hormonal and everything. Yeah, because when things start not working, then you become yeah. Older. Then you're then you're kind of like, why is this happening? You know, and uh, why are my bones clicking. <laughs> Still don't. Yeah. Know. Why does my arm bend that way now? That seems weird. Um. Yeah. I think it, it's like just an awareness of like, oh, I'm feeling this way because I'm gonna get my period, or mm. I feel this way because. I haven't had enough water. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think when I was younger, I was just like, oh, I feel like shit. And that was yeah. kind of the end of the yeah. <laughs> self-reflection. About it. Yeah. 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 So I think it's like, it goes hand in hand. And then maybe that's a good segue into the mental part of yeah. it too. Ooh, mental. Mentos. Okay. Mentos. Mentos better <laughs> fresh. <laughs> I think that, I think that maybe I have, have always had like a large hormonal swings you know, based off of cycles and everything like that. But to now actually be aware of it and to be Mm -hmm. able to see how it correlates to the time of the month and everything is definitely different than when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was just kind of like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I don't think I'm really affected by my cycle as much. I'll have certain months where I feel it, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a consistent thing for me. And maybe it's like because I am more diligent about tracking those kinds of things since, you know, getting pregnant the first time and then since having the two kids. Where it's like, oh, okay, why do I have a headache? Something's going to happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. or it's like, why am I such a bitch right now? <laughs> oh, okay, that's why. I know, it's not yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. I feel like a totally other person. That's the weirdest, weirdest yeah. feeling. And it's yeah. like, as much as society doesn't like to talk about it, or as much as we like to joke about it, of like, oh, it must be that time of the month. It's like, can we all just understand that the female body goes through this huge change, yeah. like, for a period of the month? And, like, if you could just treat us a little bit differently, that would be fine. And so many people go through it, Yeah. Too. Please treat us better than you would normally. <laughs> just have patience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Just acknowledge. Yeah. Um, but, um, so mental health, I mean, I feel like that's something that, in different ways, both of us have uh, been more conscious of. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's not, I mean, I feel like I am pretty even as Mm -hmm. a person so it's really just been more of like getting to know myself Mm -hmm. better as I age like nice to meet you nice to meet you (laughs) yeah and I think too you know the difference of like 
uh, noticing mental changes or like feeling good or bad and that's it when you're young. It's mm-hmm. kind of this like I have more context, or I have more yeah. resources or a little more experience to kind of reflect on right now. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of just generally that for me. And, and for me, it's a big physical and mental health are linked. Definitely. Hugely yeah. for me. Like if I'm not exercising or have a week that I'm off, I'm not eating well, then I feel it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not have to get back into it because I'm feeling sluggish. I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. Things of that nature. Even just like I need to get out of the house more because I'm feeling cooped up and like yeah. my mind is not where it should be. So yeah. Kind of just generally for me. And then, you know, just taking time to notice, like, not just what you're feeling, but, you know, why. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's happening, like, in processing thought patterns, too, is yeah. really important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just reacting in a certain way, but, oh, yeah, this is why I'm thinking that. And kind of just sorting that out for yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's like... I feel like both of us have done a lot of work on our own mm-hmm. to to try and get better at that. I know that, uh, I mean, I feel like everybody could definitely benefit from therapy if it was more yeah. accessible. And so I do feel like, well, because I have access to that, I should definitely mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Um, and so that's something that like, I need to just do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like exercise, you know, it's yeah. like, I need to set the time aside to do it and I need to take advantage of the resources that I have. Yeah. So I could imagine that's a daunting thing though, because you, you don't know what it's going to be like. You yeah. Know, it's like, I know, know what exercising is going to be like. Yeah. I know what picking up a new sport or picking up a new exercise regimen is going to be like, but as far mm-hmm. as like, I imagine it would be something very similar to what this is. We were talking in one of the episodes, I think, and it was like the review of So You Want to Start a Podcast? And it was, I remember saying that, like, just see how it feels to talk to somebody for an hour. And if you like it, then maybe this is for you. And I was thinking to myself, like, that's therapy, isn't it? It's talking to somebody for an hour. Probably wouldn't be. Yeah. You wouldn't be asking any questions, so it would all be... Maybe that would be my problem is I would start trying to ask that question. It's like, no, wait a second. I'm paying you. Nope. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that will be good too. It'll be a good balance where I'll feel like somebody's asking me a ton of questions. So then I won't feel Mm. as inclined to try and and talk and get an edge, a word in. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) If I have somebody who's just dedicated listening to me. It's just all about me. If I'm just, if I'm just paying somebody to listen to me, then then maybe this podcast goes away. (laughs) I don't know. The end. The end of the podcast. You need to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like outside of therapy, I think it's, it's about getting more comfortable talking about what you're feeling and, and thinking about what you're feeling too. Yeah. Cause I think before it was just kind of like, I would just move along in life. Yeah. And, it's just like, oh, that, that was it. That's how I am. Yeah. There's no bigger reason. Mm-hmm. Or, and that's been hard for me because I, I hadn't had that experience or the mm-hmm. language or even the practice to yeah. do that when I was or any other time in my life. So, yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned that this before or other things. It's like thinking that way at this age seems like kind of silly, but it's really not because it's so helpful when you actually do take the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's, you know, taking that time to do that for yourself, but then also externalizing that is another step mm-hmm. because realizing for it for yourself I tend to sometimes kind of just figure that out and then bottle it up because it's hard to verbalize it or Mm -hmm. take action, like if I'm dealing with a partner or a friend or something at work. So that's kind of like the next step for me that I'm working on. Yeah, is like 
dealing with it in the situation mm-hmm. and not all of the external factors that are unrelated to that kind of yeah. yeah yeah i think that's tough because it is it's like if you don't it's it's you know it's this concept of stirring the pot right mm-hmm. it's like oh well if i don't i don't want to bring this up or i don't want to stir the pot it's like mm-hmm. well the reason why you stir the pot is because otherwise shit boils over, right? Yeah. So it's like you got to constantly maintain it. And as things crop up, address it. Otherwise, yeah. it comes out in some yeah. unrelated time. Yeah, and still not productive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's usually that time of the month when all yeah. the gripes come out. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that's a... It's all, all taking care of yourself and... yeah. Realizing all those things as you get older. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I was so open to the concept of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I had absolutely no qualms about physical therapy. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to do that. And I felt like that was, that was like a combination of like chiropractor, like chiropractory and working out and sort of giving you pointers of like, this is the way that you should try and Mm -hmm. exercise specifically to adjust these problems. Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why do I have this hesitation yeah. when it comes to mental therapy yeah. of like, that's the same thing is that they're giving you tools on how yeah. to address certain things that are causing you issues. Yeah. But it's a weird, you know, there's still a weird stigma I feel like in society. Yeah. And I think that's something that us in particular for our generation and in our background too, is that even though our family is very Americanized, it's still very steeped. Like I know that within the Asian American and Asian communities, mm-hmm. mental health is still like very inaccessible or there's just a lack yeah. of awareness to it. Yeah. And so I think it feels like millennial generation or like the newer generations is something where talking more openly about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has been really helpful too, of like yeah. hearing other people where it's like, yeah, this has been helpful for me, yeah. you know? And, and I think it's just a normal thing. Yeah. And I think just like given the pandemic and everything that's been happening for the past two years too, like I felt like I was a very mentally and emotionally strong person mm-hmm. before. And it's like, but we are still just humans and mm-hmm. animals yeah. and we are not meant to be able to absorb and process this amount of stuff happening all at once. Yeah. And so to think that somebody could come out of this situation unscathed, yeah, it's like, kind of like how it was in 2019, that it's like, <laughs> how much in denial are you yeah. of what's going on? You know? Yeah. And so I think that's, that's, I think understanding how external factors affect me mm-hmm. personally and emotionally has also been like a growth thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I kind of understand like, oh, well, I need to be careful about how much I absorb of these things that I yeah. can't, I, I don't need to carry that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I need to understand it, yeah. but I don't need, I, sh- I cannot let it weigh me down Yeah. because otherwise it's like debilitating. I think that's a huge thing. Setting those boundaries, yeah. whether it's, you know, things that you are deliberately surrounding yourself with or mm-hmm. even just like how you relate to other people. And it's hard, especially yeah. because it sometimes it's like your family or people you're very close to, but yeah. like knowing when to just draw that line for the sake of your own well-being is like... That's huge. That's yeah. something I'm still working on. Um, I found that, like, my my need for boundaries and space are at its highest in the morning mm, right when I wake yeah. up. And I've always been that way of, like, yeah. if you just, just give me some peace and quiet for, like, 15 minutes, yeah. I will be a much nicer, patient yeah. person. But if that is interfered with, I, like, my rest of my day is going to be a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. And so having kids has been very yeah. tough um, yeah. because it's just, like, I feel like... My brain doesn't don't have that, that ramp up period. Yeah. yeah. And it, because it seems like both of them are kind of morning people. So mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, how am I going to deal with that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
yeah, some things don't change from when you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was a kid too, of just like, yeah, wear the clothes I'm going to wear the day before because I just give me my sleep, don't give me my sleep. Just let me lay here, yeah. please. Yeah. I mean, I knew that the lack of sleep was going to be my biggest struggle with parenthood. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I know that would be mine if I ever had kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. uh,. <laughs> Sleep. So, I mean, I think as it relates to setting boundaries and mm. taking the time and the space that we need to take care of ourselves mentally, I think that this podcast has been really nice of like, it's been, it's been a routine and regimen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been something to hold each other accountable to doing. Yeah. But I think this month in particular has been so heavy with, you know, yeah. like with you getting coronavirus, yeah. with everything that's just happened, like all of the shootings that have happened in this mm-hmm. country, just socially, just socially everything that's happening. It's getting hotter also. <laughs> so I feel melting. very physically drained. <laughs> this closet um, is really hot yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. This closet filled with towels is extremely warm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, again, this is a project that we did for our own entertainment and benefit. And so when it's not serving us, it's Mm -hmm. like, I think we need to take a little bit of a pause and, and come back refreshed because I think it's not like, it's definitely not like I want to stop doing it, but it's like, I need some space to think about it outside of like, okay, an episode a week or like what's next week. Right. And so kind of forced into it. Not that I felt forced, but I think just coming at it with a fresh mind too, Um, both of us are going through work changes. So Mm -hmm. I think just having a little bit of time to really focus on that and kind of absorb that and then come back to this podcast with maybe new perspectives or a different energy, I think will be good for us. So we're going to take a little break a few weeks, maybe. Yeah. We'll see, but we'll be back. Yes. Maybe. We will be be back. back. (laughs) We'll be back. We'll be back. And in the meantime, there's plenty of episodes to listen to. This is what going to be episode 21. I'm very proud of us for keeping it up. I am very long. proud of us. Yeah. yeah. I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that it's the two of us doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's like, I feel like accountable of, okay, I'm going to yeah. do this. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, we've done a lot of episodes. We have. We have. Has it felt like that many to you? I think it, it has not felt like that many. Yeah. But it's funny because I feel like I can run through pretty easily, like, episode one was this, two, yeah. three, you know, all of them. And and I think when we start thinking about, you know, um, topics mm-hmm. where you, you commented the other day, of like, it feels like my brain juice is running a little low yeah. these days. Uh, I think that this will be a good reset, too, to yeah. think about, like, okay, especially with all the stuff that's going on. And I think that I felt a little bit weird the past couple of months of... There's things that I want to talk about, but I'm not prepared to talk about. Yeah. Because I'm not prepared to get myself completely into that headspace. Yeah. To have a dedicated conversation about it mm-hmm. for a podcast, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm still processing those yeah, things myself. Like things that you're still you yeah. know, working through. Yeah. And making sense of. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe it's when we take some time, then we will feel a, bit, a better place to talk about some of those things that mm-hmm. are happening now that are more pertinent now. Mm-hmm. Um but it's one of those tricky things when you talk about things that are very personal and that affect your life and it's like, yeah, it's going to be emotionally draining, but yeah. then also emotionally cathartic too. And then so. also I'm like kind of back to the boundary setting, like, do we want to do this here? You know, what, yeah. what is the right place and when are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, because I think that there's some topics that was like, oh, we should have a discussion about that. I was like, yeah, but that's going to turn into an eight-hour rant. <laughs> so I think it, we need to be able to parse some of that into yeah, cogent yeah. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited to get back into it. Also looking forward just to kind of the time apart and seeing mm-hmm. what happens from that. But yeah. I know there's some things that we wanted to talk about that we'll get back to like terrace house yeah oh yeah oh yeah this might just be a terrace house yeah, fan gonna, podcast when we come, come back, back we'll see a terrace house fan fake podcast <laughs> oh, yeah so if you need something else to do while we're gone just start watching terrace house just watch terrace house that's your homework um, so good. i also have a blog about television that you're welcome to peruse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want another part of my brain i suppose yeah. So we'll be back. Stay tuned uh, wherever you're listening to right now, and then we'll obviously post on the socials when we're back yeah. at it. So. And in the meantime, you know, shoot us a note or drop us a DM or a review or whatever, <laughs> whatever. Text us and let us know what you want to hear about, yeah. and then we'll we'll figure out what our lineup is when we come back. Yeah, we'll be back at it soon. Yeah, taking a little bit of a summer break. Yes. <laughs> Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Double Cuzzies, where we're cousins and friends, but most importantly, we're family. Bye. Bye.